Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Legendary Leaders. We are still working through this quarantine, and so as such, we're still working remotely. So again, a lot of the episodes that I'm doing lately focuses on how we're working remotely and how we're collaborating as teams in a remote environment. Today is not going to be any different. Uh, Today, I want to focus on the ability to allow your team to perform their functions and take ownership for their work without having to report to you every few seconds or get your input or just touch base with you in some capacity, right? I don't know about you, but when I first started working remotely, it wasn't too bad. What I mean by that is, you know, I'd go sit in my office, get my work done. I had a pretty good routine schedule. Nothing much had really changed except that instead of walking to meeting rooms, I just simply dialed into them. But the workload and the, you know, the interaction was still the same as it was at the office. Now, over the past two weeks, I will tell you that the interactions with my team has increased. And it's not because we're tackling new problems, right, for for the way in which we run. It's the same, right? We're doing a lot of things in Legend that we can do remotely. We do a lot of things online. That hasn't changed. But what has changed is the fact that they, for whatever reason, it's a lack of trust, okay? And that will happen whenever you don't get to see each other face-to-face. There are self-doubts on the side of the team member, okay? Not necessarily me, the supervisor, okay, or the team leader, but the employee or the, the team member. The further away and the longer you go without having a face-to-face interaction with them, the more doubt they get if they're not really fully comfortable in their role yet or if the role isn't super clear, okay? Especially in an environment where you are still forging a path and you're figuring out your pathway and you're having to be agile and adjust, that can happen a lot, okay? And so what's happening is the further away from, you know, the office work time and the longer we've been in this remote scenario, the more they doubt themselves, okay? And we talk a lot about self-doubt and it happens to all of us, but for your team members, they're probably facing some self-doubt right now and I'm seeing that as well. And so the way that self-doubt will be displayed for the team members working for you is that they don't have a lot of trust. Now, what you have to figure out is who they're not trusting, okay? it's They don't trust themselves, but is it because they think you don't trust them or do they not tr- truly trust themselves and that's the issue, okay? And therefore, they're reaching out to you constantly. It's either one of two things. Either they think you don't trust them, okay, or they are starting to doubt themselves personally, and they don't trust themselves to move forward in certain scenarios. And I will tell you that pretty much everything they're doubting themselves in or doubting the fact that I trust them, it's stuff they've already been doing. So it's not anything new. It's just this this idea that, wow, she hasn't looked at this physically in a while. Wow, we haven't been able to sit down and let me show her X, Y, Z. And so even though XYZ was the same in March, 
I just don't know if XYZ is right. Okay? And it's, it's that inner villain, right? It's that person that's telling us, I don't know. And again, it happens to all of us, so no doubt it's going to happen to the people that work for you. And so when you see that happening, you've got to do two things, okay? Because both of these things will nip this behavior. Because why are we trying to resolve that behavior? Well, there's a couple reasons. Number one, we don't want anyone on our team to doubt themselves, okay? They're on our team for a reason. They're highly talented. They're great at what they do. And so we want them to be confident because when they're confident, they deliver, okay? So we want them to be happy in their roles. We want them to deliver in their roles, okay? And we also need to get back to our personal structured time because I don't know about you, but to have two or three conference calls back to back and then, you know, if a conference call ends early, you, you don't even get to stand up and go to the restroom because you've got to call someone because they've sent you a text and you've got to be able to answer that text because you've got to put out that fire. And so what I want you to do is teach your team how to either not create the fire or to put the fire out on their own. Okay, so that's, that's what we're going to do. So the first thing that I would tell you is because you're not sure if they think you want them to check in with you on a regular basis, you've got to solve that problem. Okay. And so the way you solve that problem is you let them know, Hey, I need an update from you. Okay. I want to know what's going on with you. I don't want to micromanage you. It's not what I'm here to do. You're great. You're doing fantastic, but I'm, I'm feeling like you want to give me regular updates and I appreciate that. Okay. And so just FYI, the way that I always tell my people to, to decide if they want to clue me in or loop me in on something is as soon as they start thinking in their brain, should I tell Katrina, like, you don't even finish my name. You don't even finish the sentence. If you're asking yourself, do you, should you tell me something? The answer is already yes. That's how I tell them to make that decision. If you're even starting to ask yourself the question, if I should know about it, the answer is yes, loop me in. I would rather you over communicate it to me than not. Okay, and I definitely don't like surprises, especially in business. So tell me. All right, now, what you're going to do, though, is if that's the way that you've trained your team, and it's a great way to train them, you don't need them to treat every piece of communication as a fire. And that's what the problem is, probably has become. They're hanging out. They're working, you know, whatever hours they want to work. Their schedule probably is not as, as stringent as yours. It's probably not as jam-packed. And so when an idea hits their head, they just ping it to you. And that's how it works. The people who are less scheduled, okay, who have less on their plates from a routine time frame perspective, back-to-back somethings, if they don't have that, they're the ones that are usually sending the messages, okay? Because the other people are too busy to send them messages, right? So if they, if you've trained them to communicate with you, don't, Train them not to do that, right? You still need to know. But what you need to teach them is how to communicate that and when to communicate it, okay? So updates shouldn't be by text or direct message, okay? That's not how that happens. Why? Because I can't go back and find your text. It's going to be in this long string. That doesn't help me. Same with the direct message, okay? Or, you know, internal text messaging systems. I, I can't find that. So I need you to send it to me in an email. 
Email is like a lost art these days. No one really wants to use email. Please send me an email. I've got to be able to find it. And if I need to clue other people in, I can forward it. It saves me time because I don't have to type everything that you just sent me in a text. All right, so there's a multitude of reasons why I want it in an email. Email is I can check it on my time. A text is like a phone call. It's like you need me right then. Okay, so send it to me in an email. I still want the update. But I also don't want an update every 10 minutes on every little thing, right? So let's be good judges of that. What I want you to tell me about is I want you to give me an update on what's going on in the business. Give me an update on the projects that you've tackled. Give me an update on, you know, any outstanding concerns that you try to resolve. So yesterday you told me about a concern and today you resolved it. Tell me that. And then tell me if you need my help on certain things. Let me know what's going on. So I'm not surprised. Let me know what I can help you with so I know to help you. Okay. Now, that has solved the fact that I need to still be in the loop. It has also solved the fact that I don't need to be in the loop every 10 minutes. It also should help the the team member with their self-doubt because now you've said, hey, I still want to know, but I'm not micromanaging. So you don't have to tell me immediately. All right. Unless it really is an urgent situation. And you do need to to remind them and and tell them of that. Okay? Define what urgency is in your business. Define the situations that are truly urgent that require an immediate notification to you. Remind them. Okay? Anything else that doesn't fall in that bucket goes into this update. You've got to decide when you want the update. It depends on the business. I mean, for me, I want an update once a week. Okay? If you need to send me something earlier than that, that's fine. If you personally want to send me an update every day. I'm okay with that, but it's in an email and I get to choose when I read it and I will read it before the end of the day. And then if you're asking for something, I mean, your email could just be the fact that you're sending me a note telling me you need my help. That's a perfectly fine email. It doesn't have to include all the other pieces. All right. And then you can save the update for the end of the week. But the point is that you can have a running email put giving me updates and then you send it at the agreed upon day that we talked about. Okay, and again, for me, that agreed upon day is Friday. And I want it early afternoon Friday because if you're putting issues in there or you have concerns or things that you need help with, I need time to call you back, okay? Or, or call you, period. And walk through it or, or thank you or appreciate you or if you took a little bit of a wrong path, let me help get you on the right path. Okay, so I need time to do that. So it cannot be five o'clock on Friday, right? It's got to be like two or three o'clock on Friday. All right, so again, if you think that I'm doubting you, I'm telling you right now, I'm not doubting you because I want you just to give me a weekly update. And yes, I want an update because I don't want to be surprised. That's not you. I'm not doubting you. I just need to be in the loop on our business, okay? And then if they're doubting, then they can, they're, they're sending me the update so they can let me know what's going on and I can help put them on the right path. I can give them praise. I can appreciate them for what's going on. That one adjustment to how they communicate with me and give me updates should solve all of that doubt, no matter if they think I'm doubting them or if they are doubting themselves. Okay? It's critically important that you set up a routine for communication like that. Critically, because... Again, if you're starting to see your team communicate more and more and more on the same things, there's doubt playing into that, and you've got to nip it. Nip it because they don't need to live in that place, but nip it because you don't have time 
to sit and, and, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but handhold, right? That's probably what it feels like, that you're holding their hand through the whole process. And there are times that you're going to want to do that. You need to. They're brand new. It's a, it's a project they've never handled before. Okay, it's something that you're, you're stretching them on to prepare them for their next role. There are all kinds of reasons that they're going to face something brand new, and you're already ready to hold their hand because you know it's new to them. But for the day-to-day business functions that they should already know how to handle, you can't handhold. And what will happen if you don't set a clear expectation of communication and you make that adjustment is that you're going to, you, 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 you are going to get frustrated with them. And then their anxiety and their self-doubt is going to amplify. So you've done nothing if you get frustrated with them to reduce their self-doubt. You've only amplified it. So put a structure in place on how they can communicate with you. Freeze you up. Puts, you know, gives them some inner peace. Business still runs. You get updates timely so that you can course correct if they're off track. You get information you know, timely if they've got questions and they need your support. But you're not getting, you know, it's not a ping pong ball, right? Or a pinball machine where the information is just bing, 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 you know, bouncing around. You can't handle that. You can't. All right, so reclaim your time, eliminate the self-doubt in your team, create your communication path. That is my challenge for you today. If you're finding that you're busier now because you're having all these one-off conversations that really didn't happen when you were in the office, recognize that there's some emotional things going on with your team, empower them, change the communication methodology, support them through that, and then watch your team get back on track. That is my challenge today. Do a reflection, assess your team, communicate to them how you want to be communicated with and what that communication should look like. And then practice that, build that muscle over the next few weeks and see if your team doesn't get back on track. All right, hopefully this helps. Have a great day.